no, 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 no. It's not like that at all. Completely different, in fact. Sure. Shall we have another bottle while you think up a new set of cliches? It's not a cliche. This is a true story. The hero decides to go back to the base. Yeah. But the other one, because I forget if it's a guy, girl, or both. But it's not 100% relevant. Where was it? Oh, right. The hero. He wanders off into the woods, and it's getting dark. Ooh. Do you mind? Now, the other one. Let's call her a guy. The guy stays in the flyer. Here's something rusting in the undergrowth. And like, we all know this planet is uninhabited. So the guy's a bit freaked. Pulls the door closed and locks it and sets on the communicator. And guess what? It's not working. Nothing in the flyer is working. It's like it's dropped dead or something. How very ominous. Anyway, the flyer's structurally all right. And it's safe for our guy to just hide in there. After a while, whatever's outside clears off. And there's this weird noise. This sort of urgh noise. Urgh. A little pause, then urgh. Over and over again. Does that noise scare you? More like irritates. Exactly. After a minute, that noise has gone from scary to curious to boring to irritating. Soon, the guy's completely calm and gets out of the flyer. He looks around. Finally, the guy gives up and turns to get back into the flyer. And then he sees it. The hero, as you so crudely called him, is there, dangling from a rope, tangled around his broken neck. Something strung him up from a tree over the flyer. Never got to the base. Um, Alexis? Now, as you can imagine, seeing your lover like that, never a good thing. But to find something killed him on an uncharted planet, that's you're not alone. And worse, that the other thing is a cold-blooded homicidal maniac. I think that's enough. Well, the guy's freaked. So freaked that he doesn't hear the thing that killed the other guy creeping up behind him. He does, however, feel the sharp fur and the claws digging into his flesh. And then he feels nothing at all. <laughs> now, Elgin, what were you trying to tell me that was so important and merited interrupting my tale of blood-chilling terror? Pleans behind you. You wouldn't lie to it all, man, would you? Hello, Pauline. Yes. Hey, Pauline. You're up late, aren't you? Oi. Hey, Pauline, it's all right. Don't... What? Come on, Pauline. It's just a story. Did you see her knuckles? I didn't know you could make them that color. How much do you think she heard? She's been here for the last two hours. What? She never said a word. If she's going to be so damn antisocial, why has she decided to stay up half the night in a wreck? Hey, answer me that. Lynn is going to irradiate me. Very probably. This is just unfair. I mean, I didn't even know she was there. And if she's so upset, she could have told me to stop or interrupted something. It's not like I'm banned from telling dark fables of evil from beyond the dawn of time now, is it? Actually... All right. So it is a slight breaking of the rules. But I was doing it in private. I wasn't hurting anyone. What about me? That was the worst excuse for a thriller plot since the last Glitter Gun movie. What are you going to do? Damage limitation. So you want to build a time machine that goes anywhere in time and anywhere in space? Fair enough. But you want to go in further, don't you? Yes. 
build one bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. All right. Okay. Is that enough? No? No. <gasps> no. Why not add a few miles of completely pointless corridors? How can that not be a winner? Don't see how. Unless you, you know, end up stuck in this maze for hours on end. How could things possibly get worse? Oh, and why in the name of all things that are sane? Why did I just ask that question? Hello? Hello? I is someone in there? You are correct in that assumption. I don't suppose you could open the door for me, could you? Well, it looks much too heavy to move. What's it made of? Steel? High-tech this day, but it makes your difference. Try, though. Okay. Why not? Look, um, how long have you been stuck in there? Anyway, whoa! Thank you, my dear. I knew you could do it. I hardly touched it. And it's just... You're human, aren't you? Yes, I can tell by the walk. And this TARDIS has something of a fetish when it comes to your people. Opening a door for you is hardly a taxing request. Oh, right. So, who are you then? Our fellow traveller aboard this ship, much like yourself. I'm sure that we will become very, very good friends in the near future. Uh, the Doctor didn't mention anyone else was on board. Did he not? Well, we haven't been on speaking terms for a while. He may have forgot. Or maybe he just assumed you didn't need to know. It was quite lucky you were passing, if truth be told. Why exactly were you wandering so deep into the TARDIS? I just needed some space. I know the feeling. I've been stuck in this room for such a very long time. You're a prisoner? Aren't we all? But yes, the doctor locked me in this room. Uh, as cells go, it's quite luxurious. All the books and paintings and a quite respectable wine cellar. But when one's freedom is curtailed, no amount of munificence can make up for it, can it? I can tell by your expression you understand such discomfort. Well, you can step outside if you want. <laughs> oh, my child. <laughs> you think the doctor would let escape be so easy? No. You've opened the door, but the gate is still locked. I can't leave this room at all. Well, why did he lock you in here? Uh, he does what he thinks is best. The fact that we were once the very dearest of friends counts for nothing these days, apparently. He's changed so much, but then, of course, you have first-hand experience of that, don't you? Young Mr. Tate. Such a waste. Like poor old John Smith before him. You... you know about Jason? Oh, yes. I might be trapped here, but I'm not entirely out of the loop, you know. I keep one eye open and an ear to the ground. I would have expected you to leave after what he did to poor Jason, or at least after what he did to the Tbilisi. The man has no interest in the consequences of his actions. If I might give a word of advice, my dear, under no circumstances, never, ever trust him. What makes you think I do? <laughs> well, you wouldn't have been the first young girl from Earth to be fooled. In fact, I'm pretty sure there was another Emma once. Now, what was her name? Emma Bunting? Was that it? Yes, well, 
She fell for his lies. To be fair to her, he is very good at deceit. What's he lying about? That would be a very long list, my dear. Did he lie about Jason? You mean, would it be possible for the doctor to use his oh-so-magnificent chameleon arch and turn back into the human being you knew and loved? (laughs) It would take far less effort than it would for him to release me. How do I know you're telling the truth? You don't. I'm just a rather handsome devil trapped in a forgotten part of this time machine by its owner. Its current owner. I could be lying, but then I could be telling the truth. What do you think, Emma? I think you're telling me what I want to hear. (laughs) Not quite. The Doctor can become Jason once more any time he chooses. It doesn't mean he will choose to do it, so, in a sense, he was telling the truth that Jason is gone forever. And you, yet another orphan little Earth girl off-world for the first time ever, are highly unlikely to make him change his mind. I trust him. You shouldn't. I do, though. Perhaps I'm wasting my time. Your inevitable replacement might prove more reasonable. I'm sorry, what do you mean? I mean, I know exactly how the chameleon art works. I've used it myself once or twice. It would be child's play to use it on the doctor, make him Jason once more, but that would require my freedom. Oh, and is this where you ask me to help you leave the room? Emma, my darling. (laughs) You couldn't get me out of here if you wanted to. I was just offering my services as someone to talk to. Such a thing is in short supply, don't you agree? I'd invite you into my humble abode, but you might never leave it. Ah, the grind of the temporal drives. You best return to the console room, Emma. The doctor will very likely want to dazzle you with our latest landing site. Mm -hmm. Shall I send him your love? (laughs) If you like, but if he's reminded of me, I doubt you or anyone else will ever see me again. Would you enjoy another death on your conscience? No. Then don't tell him about me. Don't ask about me, and don't react if he mentions my name. That would be a giveaway. I don't even know what your name is. Then what's the problem? Best go now, Emma. You don't want to get on the wrong side of him, do you? I made that fatal mistake. Oh, and leave the door open on your way out, will you? It's not much of a view, but I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah, yeah. See you around. If you're lucky. Ah, the sweet flower of youth. So much fun. There you are. We've landed. Where? Not deep space. Ugh, not again. Emma, do you know how much of the universe is dark matter void? Hmm? Lots of it. When you're randomly making jumps through time and space, fetching up in deep space is more likely than not nine times out of ten. Really? So we can do what we did the last eight times and just take off again? In a minute. All right. What have you found this time? No, it's just... Well... Look at that. Oh, yes. It's gorgeous. It's all 
black with some slightly less black twinkly bits smudged. Emma, we have landed in intergalactic space. The infinite darkness between island galaxies. No light, no heat, no atomic structure, no nothing. That scanner is zoomed in on the nearest galaxy. Yeah, and before you complain, the lack of decent reception is down to the fact that galaxy is more than four quadrillion light years away. So, we're not just nowhere, currently. We are millions and millions of miles away from nowhere. <sighs> Can we go now? But I haven't told you the interesting bit yet. According to the astral sextant, we're actually inside a galaxy. A galaxy that seems to have been hollowed out. Only the outskirts are still in existence. Everything inside, in every direction, has gone. Light years of nothingness in all directions. You can't have a hollow galaxy. I mean, can you? Not a stable one. And it collapse eventually. No, something's here. Something that's making the universe treated like the stellar neighborhood was still around instead of able. Doesn't that seem a bit interesting? Yes, but there's really not much we can do about it, is there? Oh, what's the unknown for except to be explored? Doctor... We are on the run, remember? We don't really have time to explore. Something this strange would most likely distract our pursuers as well, you know, Emma. Now, let's see what the TARDIS computer has to say about this little phenomenon. Jacob's disc. Is, is that bad? 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 <laughs> Emma, it's amazing! system ever. You know that? The Draconians call it the Central Enigma, the Eternals knew it as the Profound Belief, and for anyone who didn't think of it as the unanswered question, it's generally known as the Insult to God. My people just called it the Wall. One of the most baffling things anywhere, anytime, ever. The Hollow Galaxy, then? Oh, that's not the half of it, Emma. Let's get the spatial drive working. Are we taking off? No, but like you said, we're safer on the move. And just this once, it's easier to show rather than tell you. Pilot Gilmer, just the egomaniac we wanted to see. Oh, what are you two mental defectives doing out of bed? Oh, Jacobs, you two reek. Is that... 
Plitka martinis? You do know that I'm well within my rights to charge both of you with drunken behavior and illegal possession of alcohol on a frontier planet. And you also know that we would buy ourselves lighter sentences by telling Vlynn about that private supply of spice wines you've got in your quarters. Oh, uh, yes. So you would. Damn. Look, what do you two want anyway? Can't you see I'm in charge of monitoring the disc? Look, we're not here complaining that you're bored. Because we are too. Five and a half months of waiting for the censors to tell us something new would bore anyone stupid. <sighs> Not that you have far to go. What do you want, then? We want you to put a trace on Pauline. Why? What have you two gone and done now? Hypothetically speaking. If you like. Well, let us suppose, for some reason, that two hardened space trekkers were exchanging the usual horrific anecdotes and just, hypothetically speaking, maybe the extremely overwrought psych tech who's been cracking up for the last three weeks overheard the blood-curdling details. Oh, you two are dead when Vlyn finds out. Look. The state she's in, the lights going out could have been or just as bad as her hearing that story. Anything except her off. Sure, sure. Look, just locate her bracelet. Yeah, okay. Uh, computer, locate all Phoenix crew members. Contact LJ That'd be us, you idiot. The ones who are talking to you. Why does he always have to tell us the bleeding obvious? Oh, honesty, at last. Uh, what about the others? What about Helene? Helene Kadaja is no longer aboard the Phoenix. Well, where is she then? That information is not available. Helene Kadaja left the Phoenix four standard time minutes ago by the secondary airlock. No purpose was stated for this action. She's left the ship! You idiots scared her so much that she threw herself outside! LJ, get the comm networks up. We've got to see if she's alright. Okay, okay. There aren't any wild animals in the woods, you know. She could still fall off a cliff, you know. So just do it. Dead. Both of you. Quite, quite dead. At the hands of our beautiful mission commander. Take us all, one by one. Does that get through your reinforced skull? They're not gonna let us leave here alive. How do you even know this? Look, Pauline, it's not even dawn yet. You're just going to get cold, damp, and probably a mild throat infection. We're running out of time. Don't follow me. Listen, you're going to regret this tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. I mean, I know this planetoid we're on still has night and day, even though there's no sun or orbit, but that's hardly an excuse. Helene? Hello? I think she's run off again. 
Forget it, Gelber. She's gone bush. Just teleport her back here. <clears throat> you might think that cubicle is a redundant addition to the rear of the flight deck, or mistake it for a broken shower stall, but it is a very delicate and power-consumptive device. It's only to be used for emergencies. This is an emergency. She's lost her mind. Lock it onto her bracelet and teleport her before she does herself an injury. Fine. I'll do that. You can find her a straitjacket, and maybe work out an explanation to the mission commander why all the lights start pulsating. Computer, lock teleportation matrix onto researcher Pauline Khadija. Target's bracelet is not being worn by compatible life form. There is nothing to transfer. Oh, Jacobs. She's thrown away her bracelet. There's nothing else for it. Teleport us to her last known location. Maybe we can find her there. Aha! What was it I said? Using one of my plans after all, huh? Oh, get on with it. Come on, Alexis. Huh? Now, come on, LJ. Oh dear, what a pity. Never mind. Transfer. Here we go. Oh, this is the last time I take the early morning watch. I wouldn't make any long-term plans if I were you, Galva. Uh, uh, Commander Flynn, um, good morning? Not so far. Now, are you going to explain why you just used the emergency teleport for the domestic stuff at this time of night? Oh, well, you see, ma'am... You're gonna laugh. Oh, I'm going to be sick. Ah, where are we anyway? I don't know. Some sort of meadow. Hang on, look. Give me a chance. The torch has to put it up. It's Pauline's bracelet. She must have gone up that ridge. Come on, Alexis, before we lose her. Hey, there she is, in those bushes over there. Come on. Pauline, oi, what up? Pauline, it's us. It's all right. Some kind of earthquake? Delver, respond. The whole planet just shook around us. What was it? The computer doesn't have a clue. Oh. Hello, Commander. Have you found Helene yet? We've sighted her. Don't get too close. She seems quite distraught. Yeah, um, good plan. What was that? Lightning? But there's no rain. Maybe it's the disk. Twelve light years distant and reducing. There's nothing there. I know. An empty space has been there since known history began. Despite the universe expanding in all directions and new planets and stars being born every second, that gap remains unfilled. The hollow galaxy. And you don't know what it is? No idea at all? None. But that isn't all, Emma. There's something else for us to see, and if it is even a tenth of a third as interesting as I've been told, then what we will see will be spectacular. It wouldn't be too difficult to improve on total blackness. Uh-huh. Three light years and reducing. Here we go, Emma. Watch this. Not seeing anything. One light year distant. It's... It's changing colour. It's turned... blue? Yes. 
the colour of a tropical ocean. Ooh, Caribbean blue. A brain-bogglingly gigantic sphere, polished and smooth. No markings, no copyrights, nothing. Oh, look! See? Do you see that dark spot? That's the reflection of the TARDIS. You can see the flashing lamp and everything. Okay, I grant you. That's amazing. So, anything further away than a light year sees nothing but blank space. It's just a camouflage. If it isn't, it's not very efficient as it works less and less the closer you get. And someone working on that sort of scale probably rates efficiency quite highly. So, if we get much closer, we can see what's really in there. Uh, No. One thing all the surveys agree on. Landing on the surface is to be avoided at all costs. Why? What's the trouble? No idea. Just anything that does land there ceases to exist soon after. Right. I'm convinced. Wait, what was that? What? Well, I thought... I thought I saw something, but... The wall, it just... It, it seemed to... Flash, and... Uh, ugh, I, I probably just imagined it. Oh! You didn't imagine it! Oh, what? What's happening? I have the faintest idea. Some kind of energy breach from the wall. And the TARDIS is reacting badly to it. The helmet breaking. Locked. The whole console's jammed. That's why everything's listing at an angle of 60 degrees. Oh, here. What? Oh, yes, thanks. Good thinking. Come on. Come on. Whoa. Internal gravity realigned. Oh, you, you fixed it? Not at all. We're still off course. It's just a smoother ride. In fact, we're heading straight for the wall. Well, do you know what'll happen if we hit that thing? Oh, dark and terrible things, I shouldn't wonder. No, wait. Hang on a second. These these readings have got to be wrong. Emma, there's a planet out there less than a, a few million miles away. Oh, brilliant. Congratulations. How does that help us? An interstellar void. No sun, no counterbalancing planets, but it's just hanging like it's the most normal thing in the galaxy. Which it is, I suppose. S3 atmosphere, not many oceans, plenty of vegetation. Yeah, 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 whatever. Doctor, we're going to hit that wall any second. No, we're not. We're not. No, oh, do pay attention, Emma. That planet I've been talking about, just the local gravity well needed to pull us away from the wall. Just activated the spatial drive and we're on our way. So we're safe, then? I didn't say that. But it means we've got a few minutes to work out why the wall is suddenly glowing so blue even though we're moving away from it. Oh, and also to work out a way to stop us crashing into said planetoid. Fair enough. Um, you're not joking about the crash part, are you? Would that I were. More trees. Is there anything on this world apart from trees? And ghosts, and the phoenix, and, and, too late, far too late, no more time left, no more left to run. She's just stopped. LJ, if we can just sneak up behind her, we can teleport her back to the ship and let Lynn be over. Good plan. Give me the bracelet. What bracelet? Tell me you didn't leave her bracelet back there. If you like, but it won't change the fact that I did leave it back there. Hang on. Where's she gone? She hasn't run off again. She's up that tree. What's she doing now? Taking her belt off. Bit cold out for a strip tease, isn't it? There's that noise again. She's tying one end to that branch. What 
is she doing? LJ, can you do me a favor and tell me what's going on? The scanners are playing up. We can't see what's happening. Get the computer to fix it. Making a noose, no doubt. Jacob, she is. That's exactly what she's doing. Alexis, I was just joking. Yeah, we needed you to tell us that. Please, please, girl, don't. The what? Uh, computer, what was that? Sensor interface not available. Felt like a tremor. Forget that. What's happening to Pauline? She's... She's... Oh my god, what's that? What? It's some sort of... light. Sort of... glow of energy all blue and silver and... something else. I... What about Pauline? Ah! My head! Kevin, there's... There's front blue light all around me. Where... Alexis... LJ, what's happening out there? You have been listening to Doctor Who, Caribbean Blue, by Ewan Campion Clark. Featured in the cast were David Alt as the Doctor, M. Ciro Garcia as Emma Collins, Bernadetta M. Groves as K.Z. Blin, Al Asiosh as Helene Khadija and The Computer, Brian Finnegan as Semto Maurice, Brian Bedard as Alexis McDonald, Ari Baranofsky as Gelbert Kofney, and Michael Roberts as L.J. Lubins. Use me. Music and lyrics by Bill Withers, performed by Scaramanga. Produced by Jim Hamilton. This has been a Darker Projects production. Visit us on the web at www.darkerprojects.com.